Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. So thank you, Kati, for being here this morning. Um, Kati is the program director of the Because One Matters Wrapped in Love Closet. So Kati, thank you for being here today. I'm excited to speak with you finally. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. So could you speak a little bit about briefly of what is Because One Matters and then how is that connected to the closet that you run? Absolutely. So Because What Matters, we're pretty much empowering the youth in our community. Uh, We focus on foster children. We provide mentorship programs for them, um, as well as celebrating their milestones. So let's say birthday parties, big accomplishments like proms and things of that sort, uh, because One Matters steps in and gets all of that done for them. Um, Another thing that we do is we support the Yes for Youth team which basically what they do is they they house aged out teenagers um out of the foster care system so because one matter steps in and during the holiday we come in and do some community togetherness and um have a chef donate their time and we go in there and we sit and talk and enjoy a family you know family dinners and do things hands-on with the youth as well So when it comes to, could you speak a little bit about what the closet is? Like you guys just got your first proper location. You've been renting out other people and you guys just opened up, which was very exciting. I was so happy to see you guys finally get there. Thank you for Um, being a part of that. It was amazing. Um, We pretty much opened up and um, the closet, what it does is it provides free resources. So, um, a week's worth of clothing, socks, underwear, blankets, toiletries, toys, book bags, just things for foster children, adoptive and kingship. We have extended it over to underrepresented families as well, which pretty much are, um, I can't really say low income because there's a lot of, you know, middle class, there's, you know, families all over that are underrepresented, just they just need that additional help. So what we do is we provide all of these things to uh, families in need, basically for free. Uh, They they don't pay anything. If they are foster parents, adoptive parents, all they have to do is provide us with either their placement papers or if we get like a referral from Gwinnett County DFACs or Walton County DFACs automatically, we'll say, you know, they can come in and they can shop. A caseworker can shop on their behalf. It's just a matter of getting those things out there for them. Um, so that they can have, especially during the first week of, you know, being placed in a new, their their new normal. Um, these kids come into foster care with nothing. Um, sometimes it, it, in the split of a second, they might have maybe five minutes to pack up whatever they can. And most of the times it's in a plastic bag or a trash bag. Um, and one of our main goals is to pretty much um, 
get rid of those things, get rid of the trash bags. We, we provide a duffel bag for those kids. So whether it's a foster parent calls in and says, hey, I'm getting a new placement, they're, they're on their way here. Uh, what we can do is either the caseworker can swing by and shop for that child mm-hmm. before they pick them up. So when they do pick them up, they already have those things or they have the option of doing it after and dropping it off. Or we can also provide it to them. Um, we have volunteers that will be willing or I myself will be willing to go by and drop these things off for the parents. So we make sure that we have all of these resources available for them. And then one of the things that I thought was really cool is like, you guys, it's not just, you know, so it's underwear and then some of like the basic clothing in a backpack. You guys also have some toys, you have some school supplies. Yes. Can you talk about like what, just the benefit of giving that to, you know, a child. There were some kids that were even high school and I saw them going through when I volunteered to help take photos one time, they were going through some of the, you know, the properly aged toys and yeah. even they were getting a kick out of it. Like, it's, yes. yeah. Um, even a simple football, a football, a soccer ball, a baseball mm-hmm. bat, even the mittens, the Legos, the kids rave for the Legos. Anything that pretty much we we focus on giving them those additional things because we don't know where they're coming from. We want to make sure that we restore their dignity. That is that is the main goal. So not just a sense of comfort. Um, we give teddy bears. We give lovies. This is what I call them. I call them lovies because they're not all teddy bears. Um, they are uh, characters. If a child finds their favorite Mickey Mouse or their Goofy or, you know, a, a Squishmallow is what they're into now. Um, <laughs> those things kind of give them comfort because they might have um, had that favorite toy at home. And it's a possibility that they were not able to carry that or take that favorite toy with them to their new their new home. And what we try to do is we always tell the parents, let us know what they like, like what's their favorite thing or bring them by with you so that they can shop because they, the first thing they do is they go straight into the toy room and they get to look through, you know, they get to look through those things. So that kind of helps them feel a bit safer. Um, It also opens up communication, which you would never think that just a small toy or even a blanket, their favorite blanket will open up communication with their foster parent or their adopted. You know, this is just kids remember. And when the trauma is there, anything that can kind of subside and not not say um, tuck away, because that's not what what the you know, the the initial thing is. It's more of let's try to make them feel safe and comfortable and knowing that where they are is where they need, you know, they are for a little bit and they're going to be loved and they're going to be taken care of. And here's this thing where even if you're not so sure, this lovey, you know, can help you get through those emotions. Cause at the beginning, sometimes they don't want to talk about it and it's okay. So um, it's important. It's important for us to have always have teddy bears on hand um, or loveys on hand. Always have toys. Uh, we do give them two toys per shop, and they get to come in and shop two to three times per season. So it just depends on. Let's say they were not able to get all the things that they needed. If we were shorthanded, they can always come back a third time once we get those things into inventory. What are some of the challenges? Because as director, program director. 
what are some of the challenges you challenges you experience by you know running the closet um (laughs) (laughs) lots of it (laughs) well um to be honest we it's it's more of keeping the shelf stocked Mm -hmm. um making sure that we have more than enough to provide every week we have some some parents that may have four five six children and because we serve um a wide range of families it doesn't we there's no way to let's say oh well maybe today we're only going to get one parent um and then say oh yeah we're going to get one parent on thursday too like it's you know so our our fear is always to run out and not have um because we want to make sure that each parent that comes in they're able to shop for the same amount of things for each child and of course like like any place we may not have everything um we may not have all the sizes or enough quantity of the sizes because maybe a parent before them came in and shopped for those same sizes but one of the difficult things is like in-kind donations um monetary donations especially because we're fairly new so we're still learning and growing and um learning the ins and outs of who we can ask. As a former foster parent myself, I had to learn, or let's say I had to accept getting help from others Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that it worked. Like, you know, our foster care journey worked for us. Um, We created a village. So that's what my goal is. My goal is to be part of these parents' villages um, where we can step in. And if it's just, and it's, to us, it may be small, but to them it's it's huge you know it's it's a big thing it's a big help for them so my challenge is it's pretty much just keeping keeping everything stocked um having an overflow of things just to make sure that if and um at the end of the day what we do is we go through um each section to make sure that we have enough for the next shop day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for whatever reason we we say, we put our finger on it and say, oh, there's not seven outfits in this. So there's not eight outfits in that. We need to figure out a way to restock that by the next shop day because that parent might need to come in here and shop for those things. So that's the only thing that I, that I really, I find as a challenge, just making sure that everything stays um, afloat. <laughs> Do you work with like specific partnerships? Are there people who you find are able to donate the most or certain organizations that are able to help you alleviate that challenge? So our regular, our regular partners thus far, as far as um, resources, um, we uh, partnered with Project Linus and they provide us with all our blankets. Um, So that's, you know, that's taking care of. Jambos donates they do brand new pajamas. So our shelves are always stocked with Jambo's pajamas. Um, Adventure Bags provides us with book bags. So it's like we we have specific partnerships with, with um, those other nonprofits that uh, focus on specific things. Yeah. Um, now it's trying to get partnerships with people that may um, say, let's say like adopt and adopt a, a child and they may buy seven, seven, a week's worth of clothing where we can keep that specific size on the shelf. Uh, that's that's what we're we're looking for. We're looking for people to say, or organizations or uh, corporate offices that that can come in and say, I will keep your shoes, your shoes rack stacked. We recently yeah. shared that we were running out of shoes and it's the older kid sizes that are that are harder to come by. Um, and 
we've had we've had some some feedback and people that would say yes we're gonna do this for you and then we've had some that we've reached out to and hasn't so it's it's like i said it's a hit or miss um trying to figure out what (laughs) but we would love love to partner with so many other people that's that's one of my tasks like my task on Tuesdays is spend 15 minutes finding organizations that we can partner with where we can possibly assist them in something while they're doing the same for us. So, you know, it's a, it's a learning um, experience for all of us. When you're looking for like those community leaders or like those corporate support sponsors, how do you identify or who are you trying to find specifically if there is anyone to help fill some of those gaps? that you have? Um, honestly, I go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I kind of just list like, um, I will walk around the closet and look for the specific need. So if I need uh, toothpaste or toothbrushes, I will look mm-hmm. for dentistries in the area to see if they'll be able to hold a drive for us mm-hmm. or will be willing to find a way to donate things. Um, I try to go to um, like for body washes and things of that sort. Um, there's Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree will always be willing to do some in-kind donations um, and say, hey, we will be able to do this for you. Uh, you can come in and pick up whatever you need. Yeah. So that's that's the one that I'm trying to land on. Dollar Tree is who I'm trying <laughs> to be. They're, they're very big on supporting the community. So if we can land a partnership with Dollar Tree, I've been trying to find, um, I want to say someone or a, a specific location where we can go and speak to someone about these things. Like I said, I'm learning. I'm new to all of this. I'm just a regular person from, you know, from Gwinnett County trying to figure it all out. Um, so I'm learning as I go, but it's been such an amazing experience. How did you get started with Because One Matters Now? Uh, so as I stated, we've we've been foster parents before. Yeah. Um, and my wife and I have been pretty much supporting other parents in our community um, with free items. We had like bins and bins and bins of uh, clothing and um shoes and just things for little for the little little kids because we had we had we fostered uh five under we had six under six at one time so all of the clothes that they grew out we kind of kept in bends and started you know helping other moms that we knew that had other kids out there as well well um during the pandemic i had a mom reach out and said hey um my kids are high risk with what's going on right now Mm-hmm. same thing that you do in my basement so I have a set up like a small boutique in my basement um this is what I, I just need these things to go to someone that I know that will use them for the same purpose yeah. but with the pandemic happening I cannot risk my children getting sick um because they were immune compromised so she said will you be willing to take my inventory <sighs> And here I am, my heart spoke for me because I did not know what I was getting into. And she's like, <laughs> you you come, you know, you can have this stuff. So we had another friend come by and she went and picked everything up and dropped it at my house. So all of her inventory plus what I had took over my third bedroom, my living room and a garage. 
I had to borrow a friend's garage to <laughs> just to store these things because it was so much stuff. Um, and then that, and I was like, well, let me turn this into what I really want it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started posting on Facebook. I started, I, I, I think I went to the um, connections I want or need Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a group <laughs> of people trying to find different, you know, different people to connect with. And I posted in there and I think Cindy Crowder and Andrea saw my post at the same time. Um, and they commented and said, Hey, we want to, you know, I want to talk to you about this. And she tagged Sydney and was like, we should get with her, do some lunch and see, you know, where her head is. Um, we met at Panera Bread. I told her what my vision was, what I wanted to do. Um, and she told me a little bit about because what matters. And then I don't know, I, it was just like, we really want you to partner with us. Like, I think this will be a great thing. And then how I saw it was I get to pretty much skip all of the 501c3, the process and the waiting game and yeah. actually connect, you know, put our, put my resources together with this amazing nonprofit that's doing something great already and yeah. make it even bigger, you know, the impact, make the impact even greater. Give so community as well, because now you're friends with exactly. like Andrea and her connections, you guys combine those communities together. Yes, absolutely. So we, we sat and we, we chatted a couple of times and then I went over everything um, with my spouse and we sat there, we were like, yeah, let's like, let's do it. Why not? You know, we, <laughs> it's not only, we're not only doing, you know, just the closet, we're doing so many other things too. So um, that's, that was our way of giving back. And it's, it, we've been, we've been, you know, running, running since we've, <laughs> we've been rolling since then. Um, and this was July of last year when we first met and we pretty much um, got everything step in stone by August, like the beginning of August. Then we rolled into our pop-up closets where we will go to Snellville Performing Arts and set up um, our, our just a shopping experience. And that was every time. We, we did that every time um, a couple of times. And then we was like, yeah, this is not going to work. Because getting all these things out of a storage unit, putting it in a U-Haul, taking it there, dropping it off, setting it all up and then breaking it back down, taking it, it was just, it was a lot. So we were so excited when we found a location. Well, then you get to make it yours. You get to make it like uh, the way you guys have decorated the closet that you have now that I went to, it's it's beautiful. And the way you can walk in, it's just like, it creates such a better experience for people too. It's more welcome for the people that are- Exactly. Uh, yes, thank you. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make it feel like home. Um, of course, we're serving mm-hmm. children, so we in youth, so we wanted to make sure that it was fun. And, you know, and when the kids come in there, they, they either go straight to the toy room or they will go to <laughs> our, our, nook, our reading nook is what I call it. Um, it's, it's a shelf. They get to take five books home um, for each child. But while their parents are shopping, those that are, that are big readers that love to read, love coloring. They get to sit in these comfy little couches and read and color till their parents are done, you know, shopping for them. So that was kind of what I wanted. I wanted to make sure we had like a little area where they can just have some me time. How do you, having been, I've worked with a few nonprofits before. That was where my career mostly started. But what do you do when, there are definitely times when you're doing this kind of work, especially if you have a connection like you do with it, 
where there's going to be a lot of lows. If you see something happening with a child, you know, maybe a roadblock, and then it's, you have that happen enough over time. How do you keep yourself like balanced? Like, how do you? It's hard. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna, I'm not, oh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. My, my first, my first, the first thing that I do is because we keep each other balanced is I call my wife. I, and I'm like, this is the situation that's happening. This is how I feel about it. I want to act on it, but I probably shouldn't, but I do. Um, and she's more, she's more level-headed than I am. I am, I am so deep. I am emotionally invested. It's, it's what we mm -hmm. say. Um, I am emotionally invested. So I always want to give, I always want to help. I always want to fix the problem. Um, so knowing sometimes that I can't fix the problem um, does get to me, but then I'm like, okay, shake it off. I'm waking up again the next day and we're doing something great, you know, again mm -hmm. for someone else. We may not be able to do something for this one, but for the next one, we can definitely, you know, and, and I try to, I try to think about it that way because that is the roadblock where you want to do so much, but yourself you also have to, yeah, you have to, you have to limit um, because if not, then, you know, you'll you burn yourself out. And then how have you kind of figured out, I'm sorry, you, how do you figure out where that line is on, do I go that extra step or is that the line where it's like, if I do that, that's when I'm going to start burning myself out. That's a hard thing to kind yeah. of like be able to identify. Exactly. Like there's, there's honestly, there's, and every situation is different. So you just mm. don't know till you're in it. Um, but I, I, I have conversations with myself all the time, um, just where, you know, you try to figure out how much, and if I know I can't, um, I reach out to someone that can, if I know that there's someone that can, I typically reach out and say, you know, this is the situation. This is what's going on. I myself will love <laughs> to step in and I can't, but um, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge regardless, regardless of what it is. It, it pulls at your heartstrings. I, I, I used to work for um, DeKalb County DFAX years ago and I wanted to take every child home with me. Every single one that came through that door. And immediately I had to call my wife and be like, listen, this is what's going on. This is the situation. Like I will here and there I'll have conversations um with the children as they're waiting for their transport or someone to come and get them. Um and nothing personal, just hi, how you're doing, and you know, and they'll just open up. Um and then you know, my wife was like, well, you can't save all of them. You can't, we, you know, as much as we want to, um, every situation is different and we just don't know, you know, what we can and cannot do. But that, that opened up a conversation of maybe doing more than just the closet in the future. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing you would love for people to know about the closet. I'm sure it comes with some misconceptions and some other things. If there was one thing you wanted someone to know about what the closet is, what would yeah. what would that be? We are not a dumping ground. Mm. 
we get a lot of, and, and as much as we love and appreciate the donations, we get a lot of things that we just can't use. Um, or a lot of clothing or items that are um, stained or that have holes or weird smells or, you know, and we, one of the things that we try to relay is that these are children that are probably coming from a home where they didn't have the nicest things or all their clothes had holes in it. You just don't know what the trauma is. So we, we try our best for the items that are like new or new. We, we say to them, if they're like new, please make sure that they're stain free, no holes, no rips, no, like, no smells. That is our goal. Um, because when these kids put these these garments on, we want to make sure that they they feel loved. Regardless, it may it may to us we go shopping and we just we just like to look nice. For these kids, yes, they like to look nice, but it's more than that for them. Um, so we just say, um, I had one person compare us to Goodwill. Like, what's the difference between you and Goodwill? And I'm like, well, we don't sell anything. You know, we everything is free and at the same time we're catering to specific demographics of people in our community mm -hmm. um we're bridging that gap you know where this is all volunteer this is all out of love and passion we don't ever want these people to feel like they're charity and that is my main that is why the closet is what it is because they're not charity this is not a charity case it is basically from one parent to another that's how i see it it's a village of parents coming together and bridging that gap so that's my one thing i love that i love how you explained it you can tell how you feel about it with it yeah <laughs> um and then what are some of the ways that people can either help or support the closet as well all of it. Support all of it. We need volunteers. <laughs> we need volunteers. We do need volunteers. We're changing our hours a little bit for the summer um, because we do know that there are some foster parents that may be teachers. Or we do know that there's teachers out there that have, you know, families or families that they know. So we're, we're going to change our hour, extend our hours a little bit during the summertime. Um, but we need volunteers. We, we, constantly need donations. I tell people all the time, send donations our way, new clothing, uh, new toiletries. We're always out of towels. Towels are one of the things that go by so fast um, because they're needed. Uh, then we have um, the shoes. Shoes go by fast as well. So we always try to encourage organizations to, you know, come in and, and fill that gap for us. Yeah. Um, so yes, volunteers, donations, uh, they can reach us uh, via email, phone, on, you know, our social media platforms, anywhere, and just let us know how they would like to help. How does it work right now with the hours? Do you guys, it sounds like you have certain days and certain times that you guys are open, and what are those right for, for the moment? Yeah, so for the moment right now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to 1. Okay. And then Saturdays, we're open from 10 to 2. What my goal is for the future is to possibly add in um, more hours to those days and possibly an extra day, maybe a, maybe a Monday or Wednesday. 
um, mm-hmm. or add a uh, extend the hours for Saturday, which mainly probably could be till about five, six o'clock. So we can have more blocks because we know parents work um, and it may be easier to just come shop on a Saturday instead of during the week. We do have some parents that do come during the week, but a lot of them do sign up for our Thursdays and Saturdays are typical busiest days. And what would a volunteer find themselves doing generally? Um, so basically our volunteers, we have two lead volunteers that are always there. It's either mm-hmm. myself or two additional lead volunteers. And they will be the ones to do the admin, the admin things. Um, so anything on the computer, checking the parents out, making sure that their information is correct in the system. Our additional volunteers that will come in and just volunteer on a weekly basis, all they do is give a shopping experience to that parent. That's really it, that they walk through with them. They may show them where certain things are. If they have questions, they will just answer basic questions like, oh, do you, you know, do you guys have these specific things? Um, nothing that requires them to have like an extensive training, mm-hmm. um, but just to know like where certain parts of the, the things that like the socks are locating in this section. Um, there's, you know, the, the the blankets are over here, things like that. Nothing, it's literally a walkthrough. We have a shopping guide. So the shopping guide kind of tells the parents what they're getting. So that's one less thing that our volunteers have to explain to them. It's just showing them where they have to go. So it's, it's like a guide. They, they're like an additional guide for that parent. Is there anything else that you want to share about the closet? Anything, any big announcements or anything you have coming up at the moment? Yes. So we have an amazing fundraiser coming up um, July 29th. We are going to do a Splash and Dash Family Fun Day on behalf of the closet where parents get to come out, whether it's families, organizations, um, other corporate uh, places, can come in and we can you can either walk run bicycle I, I don't know I don't know the amount of things that people like to do at a park <laughs> and what we will do is we will have some fun things for the kids to do um some really awesome vendors out there and it's it's basically a way to give back to the closet um all in one day while you're having fun, pretty much. Um, it is gonna be at the um, the Colgate Stadium, so at the Striper Stadium. Um, we're gonna be in the parking lot and we're gonna set up really, really nice. Um, and there's a little extra incentive that I kinda wanna leave as a surprise until we um, officially announce it. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think Family Fun Day is it's it's amazing. Bouncy houses and uh, balloon arches and face painting and all those fun things that you know the kids enjoy. And mm-hmm. the best part about it is during the summertime. So um, we hope to see everyone there. I love that. I'll hopefully I'll be able to make it. But yes. Um, I'll help you promote it at least. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's going to be, I've never done anything like it in my life before. Um, I usually like host brunches, like small things, you know, and yep. this one is really huge. And I, I feel like um, we just want to get everyone together, foster parents, adoptive parents, um, parents in the community, organizations, dentist office, hospitals, you name it. I, I really, really want to see um, 
our hospitals and our clinics and mm-hmm. dental offices and real estate agents out there with their family enjoying and having fun too. It's not just geared to a specific um, population. It's for everyone to come out and have fun on that day. So. No, that sounds great. I'm excited for that. You said that I was Thank happening you. in July. I'm sorry. In July, right? Yes, July 29th. Okay, awesome. Yes, um, I should be should be sharing a little bit more about it really soon. We were waiting on some some final things, but I think I think we're we're good now to share. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled, and then once we get Andrea on, maybe we can have her on before that. That way, we can use that as a as an extra uh, promotional piece. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I hope she does. Um, she is amazing. It has been so wonderful working with her. Um, she's so supportive. Her heart is huge. Um, together, we make such a great team. And um, we've been, I mean, it's it's been such an amazing experience. I, will, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that I'm actually able to do this um, alongside some really great people. I can't agree more. And I'm glad that I've been able to meet you. And thank you so much for your time today, Kathy. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm really grateful for the work that you guys do. I've seen it in action. And just thank you for everything that you do, especially since it's all volunteer work. And just yeah. the huge heart that you have. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's amazing time talking to you today and um hope for some more coming up in the future maybe (laughs) i'll talk to you soon thank you all right have a great day